Welcome to Religion for Life, a program at the intersection of religion, social justice, and public life. Religion for Life is a co-production of WETS on the campus of East Tennessee State University in Johnson City, Tennessee, and WEHC on the campus of Emory & Henry College in Emory, Virginia. My name is John Schuck, and I'm the minister of the First Presbyterian Church of Elizabethton, Tennessee, and that website is fpcelizabethton.org. And with me in the studio is Tori Mills. Uh, Tori is the External Affairs Coordinator of Planned Parenthood of Middle and East Tennessee. Uh, you can find that website, www.ppmet.org. That's PP Planned Parenthood, Middle East Tennessee.org, also on Facebook and Twitter. And uh, Planned Parenthood has, has a new health center in the Tri Cities. And Tori Mills is with me to talk about that health center as well as Planned Parenthood in general. Welcome to Religion for Life, Tori. Thank you, John. Uh, uh, and where, where is this one in the Tri-Cities located, and, and when was it established? Sure. So um, here in the Tri-Cities, we're actually very new to the area. Um, our health center opened on January 1st of this year, uh, so just been here, you know, eight or nine months now. Um, and we're over at uh, Shakti in the Mountains um, at uh, 409 East Uneka Avenue. Um and we are currently providing services there uh, one day a week, um, uh, every Monday from about 9.30 to 3.30. So so 409 East Uneka in Johnson City, mm-hmm. uh, Shakti in the Mountains, that's the name of the, the what is that? It's, it's um, a women's center. They uh, do everything from um, yoga and meditation and um, as well as some counseling and other services there. And, and we uh, are renting an office space in that location. So. And you have health centers elsewhere in East Tennessee. We do. Where are they? We um, our our main uh, healthcare and administration center is in Nashville, um, and then the satellite office where I'm um, located is in Knoxville, Tennessee. And Mondays from nine to three thirty are the uh, hours 9:30 of operation. Nine thirty to three thirty. Nine thirty to three thirty. And who staffs it? Uh, currently, our nurse from um, our nurse practitioner from Knoxville is uh, coming up to Johnson City on those Mondays and and providing service here. So. And are these services free or do they cost? So uh, at this point, our services, uh, most of our services are um, do have a cost to them. Um, we do offer free pregnancy testing and free HIV testing, um, but our other services, everything from cancer screenings to pap smears um, to sexually transmitted disease um, testing and prevention, uh, birth control, all of those things do um, have a fee associated with them. Um, uh, as of a few years ago, we were receiving Title X family planning funds, which allowed us to provide those services on a sliding scale, so dependent upon someone's income. Um, but we no, no longer receive those funds, and so uh, we, we do provide those now at, a, at, at cost. And so how else is Planned Parenthood funded? Planned Parenthood is a nonprofit organization, so we're a 501c3. Um, so the majority of, of how we're funded is through um, either private donors or, um, you know, the, the costs of our services help keep our organization afloat. But obviously, being a nonprofit, we don't, you know, make any money at the end of the year. So... <laughs> My guest is Tori Mills, External Affairs Coordinator of Planned Parenthood of Middle and East Tennessee. And were, were there any Planned Parenthood uh, health centers in Johnson City or in the Tri-Cities before this one that started in January 2012? Not not here in the Tri-Cities, and that's why we've been so excited to, to have our health center open here. Um, Planned Parenthood in some 
shape or form has been in Tennessee for about 50 years now. Um, you know, the, the affiliates, the names have changed and the locations have changed slightly. Um, so we've always had service, you know, health centers in um, East Tennessee and the Middle Tennessee area. Uh, but this is our first one um, in the Tri-Cities. So... Well, tell us about uh, Planned Parenthood. I mean, I, and I'll just put it out there that it has been so politicized uh, right. by some, just call it that kind of that evil organization that promotes uh, extramarital sex and abortions. So tell about, obviously, Planned Parenthood does much more than that and different than that. Tell us about it a little we bit. We do. What, what's, what's the goal? Sure. Um, so, you know, like like we already kind of touched on, a big piece of what we do is basic preventative health care. Um, in fact, that's more than 90% of what we do nationally. 90%. 90%. Um, so, and that's um, probably even a little more in, in this area. But um, so that's everything from, you know, like I said, the cancer screenings, um, pap smears, uh, birth control and counseling, sexual health education, all of those things are uh, a huge, huge piece of, of what we do. Um, and, you know, it, it's funny, I, I've been at Planned Parenthood about about a year now, um, and uh, a lot of my work has, has been in the community, so doing things like health fairs or, you know, education or working with some of our partners in the community. Um, and um, I had heard that, you know, one in five women will turn to Planned Parenthood for care at some point in their lives. And that number just was, was astounding to me, but, but being in the community so much, um, I you know, I've had so many opportunities to have people share their stories with me. Um, one that stands out, we were at a health fair back back in the spring, um, and a woman came up and was, was talking with us and started telling us about how um, years years back she had, um, she needed to have her, her annual, annual gynecological exam um, and had ended up just, just really didn't have, have the funds and had come um, to a Planned Parenthood because she knew it was affordable and she knew she would receive high-quality care. Uh, and the nurse there who was doing her exam ended up finding a lump in her breast um, and was able to refer the woman on for treatment and for more, you know, uh, specialized care, um, but but the woman ended up having cancer, um, and she you know she's telling retelling us the story. She just she started crying, and you know um, she said she just she really couldn't have imagined what would have happened if she hadn't had Planned Parenthood to turn to, um, and it's things like that that just really bring home those numbers that so much of what we do is preventative care, and so much of what people that have been to us that's what they know us for is that preventative care. And you've noticed that in the Tri-Cities, that you've provided a need that hasn't been met previously? Yes, we're certainly, we're seeing people, um, you know, people that are uninsured. We see college students, um, you know, a lot of people that are that are in that space where they, um, they just, especially in these tough economic times where, um, you know, they, they need someone to turn to um, and just, just to get their basic, uh, basic gynecological care. So. If you're just joining us, this is Religion for Life. My name is John Schuck, and my guest is Tori Mills, the External Affairs Coordinator of Planned Parenthood of Middle and East Tennessee, talking about a new health center that has started uh, in the Tri-Cities. Uh, it is in Johnson City on uh, 409 East Unica, Shakti in the Mountains, and um, it is open on Mondays from 930 till 330. In addition to... Um, Prevention and preventive health services. You also provide education. We do, and um, that's that's a huge piece of, of what I do. I'm I'm kind of on the education arm of things, um, and, and so as a you know as a community health educator, one of the things that I see working in the community all the time is just 
a huge amount of misinformation that is out there around mm-hmm. sexual health. Um, you know, I have I had a colleague in Nashville who uh, was teaching in one of the schools there, and after the lesson, had a, a student approach her and um, was telling her that her boyfriend had told her that his sperm only we- worked two weeks out of every month, um, and that the other two weeks, you know, pregnancy wasn't an issue, wasn't something they needed to worry about. Um, and at that time, this this young girl was was pregnant. Um, and, wow. and so, you know, that's that's the kind of things that we see every day. Um, and it's certainly not just young people that have, you know, have incorrect information. You know, we see adults. I know in the in the news recently, uh, a lot of people have have heard um, some of the comments made by uh, Missouri Senate candidate uh, Todd Aiken. Um, some of those comments that were just just totally inaccurate information. Um, you know, some of the basic facts right, about biology right. were, were, were just wrong. And um, so, like I said, it's, you know, we we serve, of course, um, young people in the community, but also we, we really want to serve as a resource for parents and, and, and adults. Um, and, you know, one of the ways that we do that is is by trying to, you know, being a support for parents. Um, you know, we as, we as sexuality educators believe that parents are and should be the primary sexuality educators of their children. Um, you know, and, and as the saying goes, it takes a village to raise a child. Um, so, you know, just how we as parents turn to pediatricians to help um, help have help taking care of our children's physical health. And we turn to teachers to have help teaching our children, you know, math and reading skills. Um, we as sexuality educators are a resource that parents can turn to um, in taking care and teaching about ch- their children's sexual health. Um, so we see that as a, as a really important role. Um, and when we do get to work with young people, um, encouraging them to have these conversations with their parents. Um, and that's really rewarding, too, to see the students that you work with come back to you with stories of, oh, I got to initiate this conversation with my parent. And, it, you know, and you can see how empowered they are just being the ones to, to really feel like they had the skills to to talk with their parents. So, And because in, in the schools, mm-hmm. they aren't really given um, quality sexual education or, or, or it's limited or what is your feel on that? It, it, it is limited. You know, um, a, a couple a, a recent law ha, has potentially changed and, and made it a, a bit more limiting. Um, you know, the sexuality, the quality of sexuality education, uh, varies from school to school and school district to school district. Um, but I, I think that a lot of people, uh, when they hear the, the phrase comprehensive sexuality education, there's there's been a lot of stigma attached to that. And what they hear is sex and teaching about sex. And that scares a lot of people. Um, and, and unfortunately, it's such a misrepresentation of what comprehensive sexuality education really is. Um, you know, we believe that young people deserve accurate information um, so that they can be empowered to make healthy decisions about their lives. And what that means is that um, they should be given correct factual information about abstinence and birth control and um, healthy relationships and everything in between. Um, so, um, you know, that's that's really that's really an important piece um, component to what we do. And, and in addition, you know, um, when you're, when you're teaching about sexuality education, um, of course, giving students the knowledge, but also really giving them the skills. So if a student, you know, if, if a young person has decided to be abstinent, um, how do they, how do they 
follow through with that? What are their values that have made them, you know, decide to be abstinent? And how do they have the communication skills to relay to a partner or to their friends that, hey, this is my choice? Um, so I think that's what is so powerful about comprehensive sexuality education is um, giving them the skills to carry, to follow through on their actions and, and make those decisions that are good for them. With with comprehensive mm-hmm. sexuality or, um, education, aren't people more less likely to then engage in risky uh, behavior than they were if they just received abstinence only sexual ed- sex education? Right. So from from the data that we've seen up to this point, um, when students are provided education that talks about both abstinence and contraception, as well as things like communication and decision making, um, students tend to delay. Um, sexual activity longer, and um, when they do engage, um, tend to to be safer about it. So using protection. Um, so yeah, we we have seen um, from the data so far that comprehensive sexuality education works. And you will provide that um, by going out yourself and others from Planned Parenthood to different organizations, to faith groups, to we talk do. about this, or to school groups. We do. Um, you know, it, really anyone and, and everyone who um, who would like would like our services, you know, we um, we teach on a variety of subjects. So, um, you know, I've gone and spoken to groups, uh, maybe a college group about healthy relationships or, um, you know, um, talking. I know that uh, a couple of my colleagues have have been and done panels about faith and sexuality um, with groups and just kind of engaging and starting discussions and um, getting people to think um, and and realize the two aren't mutually exclusive. So, um, yeah, so we work in a lot of areas of the community, whether it be with college groups or faith groups or, um, you know, uh, really anyone who's interested. And we also provide trainings for uh, both parents and professionals. Um, and, and those are really important, especially with professionals, because, you know, so many of us work with people. Mm-hmm. And sexuality is a basic component of being human. And so, you know, whether, uh, you know, you're a member of the clergy or you're a, you know, a social worker or um, working in mental health, um, it's, it's something important to know how to talk with the people you work with about. Tori Mills is my guest. She is the External Affairs Coordinator of Planned Parenthood of Middle and East Tennessee. This is Religion for Life, and a new health center has been established in the Tri-Cities in Johnson City. And you can find it at 409 East Unica, open Mondays from 930 to 330. And how's the, how has it been received? Have you uh, people been interested and in come to the Tri-Cities location? Yes, we're continuously growing. Um, you know, it's it's it has been well received, and um, you know, it's yeah, it, it's been a good thing so far. Are you hoping to expand your hours or days or any of the services here? Um, I think in terms of days, definitely, um, that's probably a, a long-term goal um, is to be able to offer you know healthcare services uh, as often as possible. Um, I think the 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 thing that's coming about the soonest is the possibility of expanding our education services into the area, and that'll kind of be uh, be my duty of sorts. But I'm trying to bring um, uh, some basic um, education services and provide those for high school students as well as college students. Um, that's that's what we're really looking to do at, at this point. So, 
Well, tell us more about that. How do you, how do you sure. see that happening? What 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 uh, are you what, what groups do you want to connect with to make that work? Sure, and that's kind of what that's kind of what we're trying to figure out at this point, you know. And we've um, been connecting with people in the community, um, you know, talking with people at ETSU, people who live here, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know, trying to figure out what do what do folks in this community want and what do they need, um, what do parents want and um, and, and needs. So um, right now we're kind of just doing, I guess, a community needs assessment of sort to figure out um, what we can do to best best serve the Tri-Cities area. And you also, if, if there's another aspect of Planned Parenthood in addition to providing preventive health services and education, you also uh, talk about advocate for policies and laws which uh, advance some social justice. Tell us a little bit about that. We do. Um, you know, since parent, Planned Parenthood was founded, uh, you know, 90 plus years ago, uh, that has one, been one of the cores of what we do, um, which is advocating for legislation and policies that uphold human dignity and advance social justice. And, um, you know, our founder, uh, or the woman who was credited with founding Planned Parenthood, Margaret Sanger, um, she she kind of started us in that in that direction and um you know, in 1966, uh, the Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. was um, was awarded the the Margaret Sanger Award from Planned Parenthood for obviously his his work in the civil rights movement, and um, in in his acceptance speech, which was given uh, by his wife Coretta Scott King. Um, you know, he noted the similarities between the civil rights movement and what at that time was called the family planning movement or known today more as the reproductive justice movement. Um, but he really saw those similarities as, um, you know, rooted in that basic right to human dignity. And um, so so we definitely we have a long tradition of, of advocating uh, for this this type of work um, for, uh, you know, equity and, and, and justice. Um, and I think, you know, recently uh, with the uh, with implementation of parts of the Affordable Care Act, uh, for example, on, um, you know, on August 1st, there was a piece that went uh, went into effect that helped eliminate co-pays on birth control uh, for women who have insurance. Uh, and that was a huge, a huge step forward, um, because like what the reproductive justice movement is about is um, ensuring access and affordable access to these basic services like birth control and access to preventative health care. And, um, you know, it was funny. I, I have a, a love-hate relationship with social media, but mm-hmm. um, you know, Facebook I think can be uh, a good a good gauge of of uh, popular trends and things like that. And I noticed, you know, I, I tend to post articles and news stories often mm-hmm. about um, about you know similar to the work that I do, and you get the same people commenting and liking and that kind of thing. But uh, there's certain things that, uh, for lack of a better word, go viral, and this. Uh, Posting about the Affordable Care, this this part of the Affordable Care Act was certainly one of them. You know, you see just women from all over, all across the political spectrum, all across the religious spectrum, everywhere, just really um, seeing this as a victory and an advancement for um, for social justice. There seems to be a political movement that is really uh, over and against this movement of reproductive mm-hmm. rights and mm-hmm. reproductive freedom and justice. What do you make of that? Can you talk about that or maybe not? It's difficult to know where to start. Well, and... well let's talk about, for example, in Tennessee, mm-hmm. there was this uh, uh, bill to what? Uh, gateway sexual activity. Right. What is that about? Right. So, um, 
So this bill, and this is kind of the one we were talking about a bit earlier, where um, limiting some of the education that can that students can have in schools and um, bringing the curriculum towards um, an abstinence only until marriage as opposed to a comprehensive sexuality mm-hmm. uh, curriculum. Um, and, you know, I think um, I think it was very telling because I, you know, obviously I work with with students in my job. And in particular, um, we have a group at Planned Parenthood uh, called a peer education program. And the one in Knoxville that I work closely with is called FYI or For Your Information. Mm-hmm. Um, and this group of students was just they were outraged by this. And I think that they really saw it as um, a law that will limit the ability of teachers to give students complete information Um thus really uh, disempowering them. And, you know, they were worried for their peers. They were worried for themselves. And, um, you know, they actually took the time to write wonderful, well-thought-out letters to our governor um, about this bill that um, unfortunately did become law. But um, I I really think that they felt that this law was demeaning and an infringement on they and their peers' right to knowledge. And so for Planned Parenthood, part of your work is also to expose these types of laws and talk about them and some strategies to uh, communicate how to change them. Sure. Like I said, you know, we really try to keep um, an eye on on anything that we feel is going to impact um, our clients and patients and the people that we work with and for, um, whether it be our students or, um, like I said, uh, people that come to our health centers. Um, We keep an eye on on legislation and try to follow it and advocate advocate for um, the types of legislation that will, um, you know, allow them to make the best decisions for themselves and empower them. Tori Mills is my guest on Religion for Life. She's the External Affairs Coordinator of Planned Parenthood of Middle and East Tennessee. Uh, you can find uh, information about Planned Parenthood on its website, www.ppmet.org, and also Facebook and Twitter. Yes. So you could go PPMET to find uh the connection with those two yeah, social media to find us on Facebook, right? And we um, we use our Facebook account especially um, a good bit uh, to you know again to post things like news articles and stories, but also um, you know for, so that people can keep track of our events uh, that we have going on, um, as well as um, you know things that our education groups are doing. Um, and the hope there too is um, you know as things hopefully get off the ground for our education services in Johnson City uh, that we'll be able to have a link there. For uh, for parents who are interested or teens who are interested to to read more about what we're doing here in the Johnson City area, you know, Tori, I think this is so important. Um, I work with P Flag Tri Cities, mm-hmm. and 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 one of the things about that organization is that that information just isn't available um, through normal channels, mm-hmm. and so it's often the social media that is able to get mm-hmm. or or the the internet in general to get information, um, to know that there is uh, safe and quality information available and organizations available are so important for people, particularly on, on topics such as sexuality that are so often secretive. Right. And Do you find that to be the case, that people are, are able to access uh, this information um, that they would not be able to get otherwise? Oh, certainly. You know, um and I think our website is a great example of, you know, kind of just a hub of really good information, accurate, high-quality information about sexuality. Uh, we link to other really good resources as well uh, that are not necessarily Planned Parenthood affiliated, but that have good information as well. Um, and that's so important because we see, you know, we see the basic person who's searching for information doing something like a Google search. Mm-hmm. And you never know what comes up in the top 10 tabs. It could be, you know, a Yahoo group or a Wikilink or 
or, you know, something like that. And, and um, you know, we've seen phenomena like, uh, I guess it was, it was mostly last year, but um, students in some of our classes, when we were talking about sexually transmitted infections, kept talking about this thing called blue waffles. And we were like, what, hmm. what is this? You know, and so we, they kept saying, well, there's, you know, there's a sexually transmitted infection that we've seen on the internet and it's called blue waffles and there's a picture and there's a write-up and so it's real. And we had to come back and say, no, you know, this this isn't a real disease where, you know, and, and, and more often than not, the response we'd hear is, but it's on the internet. Hmm. And that, you know, that can be a really scary thing. Like I said, if you Google sexually transmitted infections and that's what pops up, um, you know, and I think, again, that just reiterates why it's so important that we are um, that we're sharing accurate information with both our young people and adults. Because, because there is so much misinformation out there. Right. And you, tell, so you talked earlier about the young man who tried to influence his girlfriend to have sex with him because his sperm only worked two weeks out of the month or something. Exactly. What a tale. Exactly. And But that's, have you heard other common misconceptions regarding sexual sexuality? Sure. All the time. I mean, and it doesn't mean, it doesn't matter whether you're, you know, working in a group home or working in a high school or working with middle schoolers or working with parents even, you know, um, there's just, you know, we're, we can't be the jack of all trades. So you're not always going to have all the information. And like I said, I think that's why um, Planned Parenthood and our educators are here as, as a resource, um, because we can be, you know, the experts or the, the go-to people um, when anyone has questions. And, and, and we're happy to serve as that. So... How, tell me about yourself a little bit. How did sure. you decide to get involved with this? So I am a native East Tennessean, born mm -hmm. and raised in Chattanooga, um, and I came to college at the University of Tennessee um, under 10 years ago, I'll say that. And uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I, it was just something that really uh, sparked my interest. I um, had kind of started to be a bit of an advocate in high school, but when I got to college, I just, you know, especially UT, it's such a big university and there's mm -hmm. so many, so many people um, starting to find uh, people that, you know, were interested and, and wanted to talk and think about um, laws and policy. And, and I actually um, started, started kind of my, my post, um, post-college career um, as an intern at the state legislature. So um, watching some of that public policy come through firsthand. Um, and then after that, I was uh, doing research for a couple years at the University of Tennessee um, in public health. And I kind of found my, um, my love of, of public health there um, and had been at the same time volunteering with Planned Parenthood. So it, it seemed a natural fit when this position came open. Well, it seems that empowering women and empowering reproductive choice and, and reproductive freedom lifts up not only women, but all of society. Certainly. I think that when the more knowledge that we as a society have um, is a good thing. Tori Mills, External Affairs Coordinator of Planned Parenthood of Middle and East Tennessee, my guest on Religion for Life. Tori, thank you for being with me. Thank you, John. You've been listening to Religion for Life, a program at the intersection of religion, social justice, and public life. You can find more information about upcoming programs and podcasts at religionforlife.me. Religion for Life is also on Facebook, Twitter, and iTunes. My name is John Shuck. I'm the minister of the First Presbyterian Church of Elizabethton, Tennessee, and you can find more information about my congregation at fpcelizabethton.org.
Religion for Life is a co-production of WETS-FM and WETS-HD1, Johnson City, Tennessee, and WEHC-FM, Emory, Virginia. Be well.